0: Hey, you're listening to the RFWP Podcast with your hosts Lois McNair and Emily Lewis, where you'll find candid conversations, transparent faith, encouragement, the occasional sarcasm, and a whole lot of grace as they share their walk with Jesus. Here's today's episode.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the RFWP podcast, Sister Seekers, where we seek to find the truth and find God's heart. I'm your host, Lois McNair, and with me is my co-host, Emily Lewis. Hi, Emily. Hi, Lois. I'm getting excited because we are basically at about a month from the RFP meetup in Missouri. And I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah,
0: it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to be there. I went and got a couple of
1: sundresses and
0: got all ready, you know, for the hot hot weather.
1: Oh, is it supposed to be super hot there? It is. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: At least hot for this Montana girl.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I live in South Alabama, 15 minutes north of the coast. I'm wondering how much hotter Missouri could be.
0: You're probably good.
1: Than our heat and <laughs> the excessive um, amounts of humidity. So, right. Exactly. So, speaking of the meetup, I need to know uh, before we even talk about our micro joys, I need to know if you have been practicing your um, dad jokes for the face off with. Brian Edwards from the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've
0: been I've been getting some good ones, but I don't have I don't own a poker face like I oh. can't have a straight face. So I I'm going to have to do some serious practicing because
1: you are you are going to have to practice. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a lot for me not to crack a smile.
1: Yeah, because all my money's on you. Like <laughs> all the money I'm bringing for the bet is on you. So you got to win. So you got to practice that poker face. That's right.
0: <laughs>
1: but oh, before so we funny. get into your dad joke, I do have a micro joy this week. Do you? Ooh, yes, I do. So my micro joy is just something really simple. I'm very thankful to be a part of the worship team at our church, at our campus, and I serve, you know, once or twice a month, which is great, and I love it, Um, and we have an extremely dedicated keyboard player, and she's the music director, now, I'll explain that, because some people may think, when they hear music director, that she leads the music, you now she leads the band. She keeps us on track. She you okay. know if something happens with she has a microphone that she talks to talks into and talks into our ears in anyway. and then and then um the rest of us lead worship, and our worship leader is Trent. But she is so dedicated and has such a giving spirit. She's literally not taken a Sunday off in she hasn't taken a Sunday off in a year. Wow. And she just wanted a Sunday so that she could help move her little sister to Texas for um, a ministry that she's stepping into. And so my micro joy is twofold. One, it was a blast getting to play keys again on a Sunday morning and worship that way. And then it was really great for her to be able to be gone and have that time with her sister. So that's my dual micro joy awesome
0: so my micro joy is it rained here a little bit last night and this morning when i woke up i really wanted to go for a walk but i thought it would be too smoky cuz last night the air quality was really poor but this morning i woke up to blue skies and fresh air it was oh, amazing that's
1: nice that's good yeah. and for those of you that don't know what's going on on emily's side of the country Um, they're dealing with a lot of fires not too far from them. And so it's creating lots of smoke and bad air quality. Yeah. So I'm glad you got a blue sky this morning with some rain. and That works. It's incredible. Okay. I need to ask you if you know why
0: they didn't play cards on the Ark. And no, the answer is not because they were IFB and couldn't
1: play cards. Wait a minute. We've jumped straight to the dad joke. Okay. Is this a part of you practicing? Because I'm just going to tell you now. We got to know you're stepping into the dad jokes. (laughs) Okay. So, part of
0: it is catching you off guard.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, ask the question again why didn't they play cards on the ark? I have no
0: idea. Because Noah was always standing on the deck. It's so bad. It is so
1: bad. It's so bad, but you make me laugh. Oh, I'm going to have to work on my poker face because when when you do this face off with Brian, if I laugh, it'll get you laughing and I'm Seriously. just going to have to put my face into a pillow or something. <laughs> like I've told you, Liz, when I edit our
0: episodes, I crack myself up <laughs> listening back
1: to us laughing. So you're right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I love to laugh, though. It burns calories. It raises your endorphin, Your endorphins? Or your serotonin? I don't know. Some medical thing that makes you feel better. So, right. Makes you happy. Lots of laughing.
0: And now we can jump straight into our topic, if you're ready. I mean, okay. Just, we can jump from box to box
1: today. All right. Next box. (laughs) Hop on the next box. Not the next bus. We are
0: talking about worship today and this like a having a heart of worship. And what does having worship sprinkled throughout your days and through your life look like? And it's a W like our word wonder. And. Wonder mm-hmm. and worship are so closely tied together, don't you think?
1: Yes, I do think so. So, um not just worship, because we're not going to be necessarily talking about like, you know, we're not talking about music styles and all that st- stuff. But we're talking about uh, worship in in our lives, and and is there a distinction between the sacred and the secular? Right. Oh.
0: I remember. I don't know where I heard it, but I tried to tithe my time. Have you ever done that? Mhm. So I like mapped out my week and was like, I gotta spend so many hours praying or serving, or and I had segre- i literally segregated it off to where I was tithing instead of letting God be part of my whole day and thinking of it. Holistically, it was Mm -hmm. like I got to jump back over into this box of worship or sacred for 10% of my hours in
1: a week. Right. Mm. Well, I'll start us off um, in this conversation. Um, I don't read everything from gotquestions.org, but I do read some of their things when I'm curious. And um, I thought this was really good. So I thought we could start out with an article and then just kind of flesh it out from there. So this is this is from the the people from gotquestions.org. And the question that they're responding to is, does the Bible make a distinction between the secular and the sacred? Okay. so here's the article. We tend to categorize things, and two categories often spoken are of secular and sacred. By sacred, we usually mean Christian-themed or suitable for church use. And by secular, we usually mean worldly or not having a Christian theme. We speak of secular music versus sacred music. Um, For example, sacred music has overt Christian themes, and secular music is well, everything else. Mm -hmm. Does the Bible distinguish between secular and sacred items? Well, in a sense, yes. The Bible does speak of those who are set apart, sanctified for special use. The very word for church in the New Testament, ecclesia, means a called out assembly. The people who um, comprise the church are sacred. That is, they are called out of the world and set apart for God. They're called to be saints, as in Romans 1 7, they're called to be salt and light, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. But in another sense, no, the Bible does not distinguish between secular and sacred. Because all creation is God's, and one day all creation will be restored. Restored, Romans eight twenty two. We know that God placed all things under Christ's feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way, Ephesians 1.22. He did this so that God may be all in all. In other words, all peoples, cultures, authorities will one day be brought completely under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Christians engaging the culture should do so with a view to that end. For the Christian in the workplace, it should not matter whether or not he or she is in vocational Christian ministry. Even a secular job can be a sacred ministry to the Lord. Everything we do, from work to relationships to hobbies to eating and drinking, is to be done to the glory of God. When we compartmentalize our lives into secular and sacred categories, we risk regulating church stuff to Sundays and thinking that the rest of the week belongs to us. And then I love, um, I'm not reading the entire article, but um, I like this last paragraph. The common designations of secular and sacred are overused. A Christian artist will create art to the glory of God. There is nothing overtly sacred about a still life of a bowl of pears, but there's nothing secular about it either. A Christian musician will create music to the glory of God. A mechanic will fix cars to the glory of God. A homemaker will bake cookies to the glory of God. The possibilities are endless as we walk in the spirit the line between secular and sacred becomes increasingly blurred. Mm. So I do like that. I I like the way that that brings us into our discussion today.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that last line. Just how it blurs the lines.
1: Because that's, this is a good blurring. Yes. <laughs> like we're trying
0: We're trying to distinguish which is which. But they're so closely related that we don't need to.
1: Right. But a lot of people were raised with those distinctions. I can't talk straight. I almost said de-penguins, I think. But a lot of people are raised with those distinctions heavily. And I think that's where people take to be separated and sanctified um, out of context and move it into isolation because we're, we've you know, mm-hmm. trying to distinguish. So, so you mentioned worship and I think, you know, we're talking about the sacred and the secular. So kind of walk us through some of your thoughts and what the Lord has been impressing upon you recently re- in this regard. Because you said you used to, Try to tithe your time, or, or as the article says, compartmentalize. Yes,
0: compartmentalize is such a good word.
1: Because I didn't realize that God was
0: as present. I guess as I as He is. Mm. Um, forgetting that He is so close. And uh, which which Maverick City song says, "You're closer than my next breath," or is that closer? yes yeah so he is that close to us we can consult him Mm. we can talk to him we can ask for guidance we can confess all just so fast but I had relegated the sacred and the secular so much that I didn't know how to talk to him all day it felt like I had to like make it a formal thing Rather than right. a conversation.
1: One of the things that you said to me this week, and I'm and and you wrote it down, I'm looking at it, is that everything in our lives can be worshipable, worshipful, worshipful. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of break that out a little bit?
0: Yeah. So I, I tried to find the first place. I know which person I follow on Instagram this idea first came from a few years ago like kind of disrupted how I thought about worship and how I was doing going about my life but I couldn't find it so I don't remember what the first thing was but like all these little things can be worshipful like I mentioned something really strange on an episode uh, a couple weeks ago about how me choosing to wear shorts was an act of worship and It's (laughs) that's so funny, but it was me saying, God, I am not going to be ashamed of my body and hide it. Mm -hmm. And so that's an act of worship. Or we talked about rest as an act of worship. It's something that says, I surrender. I surrender, I stand in wonder, and I trust. Those are acts of worship and they can be anything. What would you say is an act of worship that we can do just throughout the day.
1: Well, you know, we we did do an episode about Sabbath rest mm-hmm. a while back, and I can't remember which episode it was. But one of the things that you said in that, which I've hung on to, is that rest is worship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that, okay, so I'm going to go Sunday and we're going to have corporate worship and then the rest of the week is is different but what I hear you saying is that carrying out our everyday tasks whether it's big task or small task with a connection to God gives us a sense of wonder and how he works, in the mundane and the ordinary, and so I think sometimes we compartmentalize worship into the sacred and the secular, right? And we take um, Sunday. This is my time for corporate worship, and this is what worship is. Because a lot of people think, when you think about worship, we automatically think about singing, worship styles, is the person called a worship leader or a song leader or a music director or the music man at the church or, you know, whatever. And we can worship throughout the day because if God is overall and in all and he put everything under christ's feet there is sacred flowing 24 mm-hmm. 7 but are we attuned to it are we allowing ourselves to realize that you know we see something well that's a beautiful gift from god you can worship him in that moment right. and just saying thank you
0: Mm. I think when we're saying everything can be sacred or everything can be worshipful, I don't want you to, the listener, or even us, to get the idea that we need to strive and work really hard to make everything about God. It stems from what he has done for us first, and I think that's where wonder comes in. If you give yourself space, create some margin in your day, And stand in wonder, be grateful, do something that makes you go, wow, God. And Mm -hmm. that attitude can carry throughout the rest of your day or can carry you to the next moment of, wow, thank you, God, or being worshipful in our attitude so that it's not just, how can I make today worshipful like this? Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure this out.
1: Yeah. It's not legalistic. It's not a striving. It's not a, it's not a have to. Again, it should be when we're in awe and wonder of what God is doing and how he is working. And then it, it changes our perspective and our view of everything else around us, Mm, you know? Right. One of the things that you said was um, to not put God in an unintentional box
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or time slot. (laughs) Uh,
0: We, okay, this just came to me and it ties together. Sunday, our pastor talked about. passing on to the next generation? How are we being intentional to teach the next generation and pass on the stories of God's promises and faithfulness? And as kind of an aside, he said, we have to be careful not to limit how God works in Mm -hmm. the present by expecting him to work the same way he has in the past. And. yeah. There are so many different ways we can limit God by expecting him to act a certain way. And it's almost like we try to control God. See, God, I read my Bible. I read my three chapters and I prayed for my 20 minutes. And look at me. See, now you have to, or I was in the word. Where were you, God? And God's like, Mm -hmm. well, I was there, but I also want to show up on your commute this morning or whatever it is. Right. We have to be careful not to put him into this formula and expect shazam results.
1: Right. I love um, a term that you used earlier and um, where you were talking about, I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but basically uh, allowing him to disrupt our day.
0: Mm, Right. We don't like those interruptions. But there, we can get a plan in our mind. And I, I try to start most days saying, God, you know, have you heard the, the line? Good morning, God, this is your day. I am your child. Show me the way.
1: Hmm. And it's just I have not a, heard that.
0: It's just a little way to start the morning. Like, what do you have for me today? God, what do you want me to be doing? Because I can get halfway through my day and he's like, "Um, hey, actually, I want you over here instead. Or this thing that you're trying to rush through is actually, not to over-spiritualize it, but this interruption is actually the appointment I have for you today.
1: Mm, Yeah, because we... Sometimes we tend to wake up, we have our list, we have our agenda, we have what we've got to do, and we're like, we've already got the plan, which there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with planning, but I've got my plan. Um, I need you to bless what I already have planned, but don't disrupt it. (laughs) Right. Because I know better and I know what I need to accomplish today. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) As we were talking, this definition. I found I think yesterday came to mind again and this is from differencebetween.com and I don't know who they're associated with but it's a fun website they have different explanations and one of the definitions that they have to describe the difference between sacred and secular mm-hmm. is this all godly things are sacred obviously well all everyday things have little or no connection with god are called secular things mm-hmm. and i love this because whatever we do in connection to god and for his glory is sacred and mm-hmm. it, i love how it pulls us back into that connection with god that what is our relationship with him like and when we talk about well, maybe I struggle with prayer. Let's, let's simplify it and just talk to God throughout your mm-hmm.
1: day. As right. you go
0: about your day, say, what would you want me to do next? Or God, please help in this situation or, oh, help so-and-so as things come to mind, like you're doing life with the Holy Spirit. Cause we, right. Cause we kind of are.
1: We we absolutely are if we're allowing him to impact our lives as believers. Mm. Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Um, we just have to allow him to do his sanctification work and um, impress on our hearts to do things and not to do other things and allow him to continue to work. Um, but sometimes we um we like shh, shh I. I'm I'm I've gotta take care of this. I I don't have time to listen to what you want me to do. Right. I saw I saw a reel this week. And um I can't remember exactly what the audio was on it, but it was like, you know, kinda of like like, no, no, I I I know you want me to do that, but that's not what I wanna do. And and the theme was, um, when the Holy spirit's asking you to forgive someone that you're not ready to forgive.
0: Oh, you s- I saw that reel. Yeah. no, like, uh, well, thank you. Holy spirit. That's not, that's not
1: what I <laughs> need to do today. You know, you were talking about talking to Jesus and I love, I love the Brandon Lake elevation and Maverick city song. Talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Um, And he talks about, um, you know, I knew she was right. He's talking about my mama and my grandma. I knew she was right because now I'm talking to Jesus. I love talking to Jesus. And I'll be talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then he goes and talks about he's got three of his own. And his 15-year-old came in while he was um, singing his praise the other night. And the kids, I'll come back later. And the dad's like, you oh, know, your timing's right. Why don't you come on over here? So, and he, and then he talks about, you know, we started talking to Jesus. And now he's talking to Jesus. Thank God he's talking to Jesus. What are we talking about? We're talking about generational, intentional understanding of the sacred and that everything belongs to God. And we should be talking to Jesus all of the time in and throughout our day. The verse says pray without ceasing. And that doesn't mean like we're walking around with our eyes closed praying all day. It's it's a constant conversation. And um and I love this. He's like, you know, uses the old um hymn What a friend we have in Jesus, which I love that song. And then he says, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no bad time to start. It doesn't have to sound pretty. Just tell him what's on your heart. Because it's not a religion. It's more like a friendship. Just talk to your father like you are his kid.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: And it, so it just reminds me, like really everything in our lives as believers, when we are doing it for the glory of God, is sacred. You know, whether you're a mom at home and you're preparing dinner for, you know, six littles, and and you are a stay at home mom and you're cooking dinner, and that can be done, to the glory of God. But maybe you are a forty hour a week corporate executive, and and you you know run a big department, and then you come home and you and your husband. Cook dinner together, but throughout that day in your job, in what some would consider a quote unquote secular job, because it's not vocational ministry, you're you're still, you can still do that to the glory of God by showing His love um, to those around you and being intentional in those relationships, being intentional about talking to Jesus and looking and listening for those opportunities to be in awe of Him. And to worship him and, and to create an environment around you where people see something's different. Right.
0: As we kind of wrap up this thought, I wanted to give people like a really practical, this is what, you know, this is what worship can look like in your everyday, but Mm. I don't think that there is a one size, like what you just said, keeping our eyes open for that wonder. But as you ponder, like what, it, what could be worship in my life? Like What could be an act of me saying, I trust you, God, or I stand in wonder and I see your hand. And even if I'm not sure how this is going to work out, I trust that you're going before me. Those small things. Just look for those as you go about yeah. your week, as you go about your weekend. Pay attention for his hand and his his presence because it is there. Like right. Lois said, if we are aware, the more we're aware, the more we notice him. Because he is always near.
1: Right. Us. It's one of his it's one of his attributes. He can't he can't help it. He is, you know, he is omnipresent. <laughs> It's who, it's who, it's who he is.
0: Yes. I'm so thankful he's not, he doesn't change and we get to know him better and we get refined and he's making us into more like him, Mm -hmm. which is incredible that that's available for us.
1: Yeah. There are times where we don't want to blur the lines about things because it's not healthy. Um, But in this particular situation, I think the more we are in tune with the Father and His work in our lives, it absolutely should blur the lines between the sacred and the secular, which is terminology terminologies that we use um, to encompass our our walk and our in our whole lives. I would love to hear. Um, you know, I would love for our listeners um, to, you know, direct message us. Hello at SisterSeeker.com. Email us. I would love to hear what um, you sense as an act of worship in your life you know, maybe in the ordinary and the mundane, please reach out to us and communicate. We love, love, love to hear from you and love to hear what God is doing in your life.
0: Yes, I can't wait to hear how God like steps in and makes himself known in little mundane moments.
1: Yeah, I want to thank you for listening today. And, you know, our episodes are usually a little longer, but I think we just kind of, who we were ready just to kind of walk through this and talk through this. And now we want to hear from you. Yeah.
0: So thank you for being here and we love you. We're praying for you. We appreciate you and we'll be back again next week.
1: See you soon, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can reach out to Lois and Emily at hello at sisterseeker.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean the world to us if you would consider supporting the RFWP. You can go to patreon.com
0: sisterseeker. Another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. This helps get this cause and this message to more women like you.
1: We'll see you next week. Thanks for being here, friend.